Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. What are the main beliefs or within parenthesis or truths that you base your life on? What are the main beliefs that you base your life on? It's so beautiful. Hmm? Main belief is that I want to be always super happy. Because that's what I feel. The experience of God. When you experience God, you are supremely happy. In that respect, everybody is looking for that happiness. Where a person is a believer or a non-believer, is religious or not, theist or a theist. Not only people, even animals, plants, everything in the world, everything that's created that is visible and invisible. They all look for this one thing, happiness. I want to be happy. No matter who it is, what it is. You put a plant in a dark corner, it doesn't seem to be happy there. It strains its neck towards the window to get a little light. Give a shock to a metal, it doesn't feel comfortable. Because everything has life. They all want to be happy. Among human beings, we do everything just to be happy. Ask somebody who goes and breaks up a bank, wanting to rob a bank. I say, why are you doing? Oh, I want to get some money. What for? To be happy. Ask the FBI, why are you looking for that culprit? You want to make money and be happy. The thief as well as the police both want to be happy. Every, why do you want to make money? To be happy. It looks like, a, a, I think Ramakrishna Paramahamsa gave another example. A woodcutter. Somebody went to say, I said, why are you cutting wood from day, morning till night? Getting so tired. Why do you want to cut? Well, if I don't cut wood and sell it, I can't find food. So I'm cutting wood to find food. Oh, okay, all right. Toward the evening when he saw him at home, he was having a nice big meal. I said, you seem to be eating so much. Why? 
If I don't eat, how can I cut food? (laughs) But behind both, he wants to be happy. So that is what the main belief. If you ask me to give a name to God, I would say Mr. Happy. Or Ms. Happy. I don't want to miss the happiness. <laughs> <laughs> huh? And that is the reason why, coming back to Father Kevin, all the Hindu monks have their name ending as Ananda. Why? Ananda means happiness, supreme happiness, bliss. How do you get that bliss? By renouncing everything. So what is your belief? I want to be always happy. That's my belief. And how will you get it? By renouncing everything. Thyagat Shantirananthara. Peace and joy is my belief. And to get that, renounce your selfishness, your attachment. So the goal and the way. Both are built in. So when you renounce your selfishness, you become a beautiful instrument to serve everybody. Do you believe in God or ultimate reality? What is it like? I think I have already answered it. Yes, ultimate reality is a condition where you are in supreme bliss. The ultimate reality. You may call it God or Samadhi or Satori. It doesn't matter. Because God is an experience. Remember that. God is not a person. If you put God as a person, then God is limited. God cannot be omnipresent. Anything that is infinite, omnipresent, cannot have a form. But, of course, for our convenience sake, we see that formless one through a form. That doesn't mean God has got limited to a form. You use a form to know the formless. So, as formless, God is an experience. And that experience, when you have that experience, you are peaceful, you are joyful. That is the ultimate reality. What is the purpose of life? Sacrifice is the law of life. Life is to serve each other. Everybody is created in this universe, not for themselves, but to serve others. And that's what we see in the very nature. Everything, grass, fruit trees, sun, moon, stone, metal, they are all there to serve others. 
human beings are not exceptions to that. To serve others. You are not here just for your sake. You are here for others' sake. That is the purpose of human life. What is the highest ideal that a person can reach? Like enlightenment, heaven, etc. The highest ideal I'd like to use my famous triplet <laughs> to be useful always, not diseaseful, to be peaceful and to be useful. That's my highest ideal. Always, or in simple language, I thought this is simple, but still if you want to simplify, to be always healthy, never to look for a doctor and pills, and to be always peaceful, happy, healthy, happy, and useful. Though I recommend many of my good friends to become doctors, I know that they help others to live a life that they don't have to look for a doctor. There was a country, there is a country even now I think, I don't know where it is, in China or somewhere. The doctors are paid as long as the citizens are healthy. The moment somebody falls sick, they stop payment to the doctor. That means the function of the doctor is to make you, make, see you live healthy, free from disease. So that is what you call healthy, happy and useful life. Enlightenment. When you have the healthy, happy and useful life, the enlightenment comes. What makes you heavy? Too much of gathering and calling mine, mine. Accumulating things make you heavy. When you accumulate too much fat, you become heavy. When you accumulate too much things, you become heavy. When you give away everything, when you drop all the pounds and dollars, you become light. That's what enlightenment. Losing pounds will make you light. Though it sounds like the physical side, in the spiritual side also, the spirit is always light. Experiencing the spirit in you, as you, is what you call enlightenment. You are experiencing the light in you, 
When I say in you, then it becomes you are different and the light is in you. You are that light. Experiencing that is what you call enlightenment. You are the spirit. Self-realization. Who am I? I am that pure spirit. I am the image of God, according to Bible. Anything else is ignorance. So enlightenment means knowing your true nature. Experiencing that always. And by experiencing that true nature in you, as you, you are able to see everybody and everything made of the same spirit. First you know the spirit, yourself as the spirit, then you are able to see the same spirit everywhere. Mohini beautifully brought that point. You see others according to your image. A drunkard saw that fellow as another drunkard. A saint saw that fellow as somebody sitting or lying down in samadhi. So if you want to see God in everything and everybody, you should have that God's eye, Divya Sakshu. That means you, your perception begins with God. As God, you see God everybody, in everybody. If you don't experience that God in you, you will never see God anywhere else. Because you have no eye to see. With physical eye, you see physical body. With intellectual eye, you see the intellectual side of the person. It's normal, no? If you come across a, a nice musician, he will immediately ask you, Oh, are you a musician? He would want to see everybody as a musician. He will talk that language. A carpenter would say, Are you a good carpenter? Because he sees others from his eye. Likewise, a saint will see everybody as saint. God will see as God. So that is the foremost duty, to know our true nature. Know thyself. First know thyself, then see thyself in your neighbor, and then love your neighbor as you would love yourself. The highest ideal that person can reach, heaven. Hmm. We've mentioned heaven. To me, heaven is where you are. If you can see heaven, you can see heaven even in a hell. It is in your perception. If you don't have that heavenly experience in you, 
even a heaven will be a hell to you. So heaven is what you see, what you feel, what you experience. How is this ideal attained? Oh boy, in one answering in one question, I seem to have answered many other questions also. That's very good. <laughs> How is this ideal attained? Sacrifice your littleness, your limited, finite self. The minute you sacrifice this, you realize the Supreme Self in you. That's why I said sacrifice is the law of life. Stop this I, me, mine. Then many a times we think sacrifice means sacrificing things. Oh, I have given up my home, I have given up my money. That's not sacrifice. Come, sometimes we come across people who sacrifice their big palatial home in the city, come all the way to Rishikesh and say, Swamiji, I have renounced everything, I want to be a Swami. Oh, is that so? Wonderful. Huh? Okay, stay for a while, let us see. In two days, he will be waiting at the post office, waiting for a letter from the home. Or sometimes he goes into a cave, sits there, and if anybody comes and picks up his begging book, ooh, that's given to me by my guru. He sacrificed the whole palace. Here he is attached to his begging bowl. So it's not running away from the world or seeing, throwing things away would make you a monk, a renunciate, a person who sacrificed everything. Sacrifice your attachment. The I, me, mine. The minute that happens, you become enlightened. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda, and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.